WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. If you only knew what I go through <laughs> before and during the show. Joining me this morning, Tom Prince and Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss, our resident troublemaker, is here. Thank you, Anthony. What a nice thing to say. Oh, you're welcome. It, tis the season, Roger. Tis the season. Nate Butel from NCCC. Brian Baker from Wilson uh, Girls Basketball. Mark Quell Slaughter in the house. Merry Christmas to all. Derek Kramer producing. Good morning, guys. Morning, morning y'all. <laughs> Is it That's Merry better. Christmas, y'all? Or no? No, just morning, We y'all. don't get a Yuletide one, Raj? <laughs> oh, then I'm, you deviate. You I'm can't deviate. The, no, I'm into the Merry Christmas because, you know, I'm not into this, oh, it's got to say Happy Holidays because I might offend you oh, I'm not if I say offending. Merry Christmas. If you're offended, uh... uh if I say Merry Christmas, well, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all. This is the last show before Christmas. And uh, we are going to talk girls basketball today with uh, some really fantastic guests with Nate and Brian as uh, we thank them for coming in this morning. All right, guys, let's get into news and notes before we talk girls hoops. And, uh, Francis, two really big stories uh, that are breaking or have broke during the week. And one is that uh, we did get a ruling on Justin Johnson of uh, West Seneca, and the judges ruled that he is not eligible to play. Is that correct? Yes. uh, Judge Dennis Ward put out the ruling Monday afternoon uh, saying there was enough evidence to, uh, you know, let him play. You know, if he would have went to school his eighth grade year, he would have been a senior, and he would have actually been a freshman in college already at this point. And there just wasn't enough evidence that uh, Justin was able to put, and his team were able to put forward. And uh, unfortunately, he's unable to play this year. Well, there's a lot of debate that went on in our Facebook page, Inside High School Sports, and thank everybody for participating. The other big news, uh, I, I read it on Twitter, uh, Frank uh, Wolf posted it, tweeted it, however way you want to call it, and uh, he also sent me an email. Uh, with. Is it at this stage a proposal or, or etched in stone uh, as to the classification changes in uh, Section 6 football? Right now, it's proposed. Okay, so this is a proposal. It's not etched in stone. Uh, we have, you know, in every year there's fluctuation in bed numbers. Uh, some add and some subtract, and it seems like lately there's been a couple of schools like a Will North or, that are bouncing back and forth. Uh, Jamestown's headed back to Double A. It, it appears. Um, and Frontier will be moving down, which I'm sure they're happy. Mm-hmm. I'm talking. Oh, they're about, moving, oh, they're back moving up. up. Yeah. Because uh, I know they wanted to stay in A, or wanted to be in A school. So we'll have Will North move down. We have uh, Frontier and Jamestown move up to AA. That makes nine teams in AA. Uh, a will go to two divisions, 16 teams total. B goes to four divisions, 20 teams total. That's the bulk of Western New York football yeah. right there is in B. It's Maritime will move down from A to B. Uh, C will remain in two divisions, 13 teams total, and then D gets bumped up to six teams. And the big news 
is Frewsburg becomes the first team to go to eight-man football. That's kind of wild. Uh, I've not followed eight-man football. I've seen some highlights of it over the past. Uh, nothing that really thrills me, but uh, if, it's, if that's what Frewsburg needs to be able to have football, um, okay, go for Quick it. Quick question on Class D. Now they moved uh, Evil Frank back down to D. Evil Frank did not win a state championship yet this past year because of their proficiency as a combined school and that they moved them up to C. Well, a question before us, if they did that to Evil Frank a year ago, why they, why they, ooh, yeah, excuse me, why don't they do that to CSP next year? Now, CSP's bed numbers are really small. Yeah. It's one of the smallest schools or even combined at least from the list that I saw, their bed numbers are very small. I, I understand I, that, but they still have enough people to field a decent football team. And what what's the difference between Evil Frank a year ago and CSP this past year? That's my question. Maybe uh, maybe they maybe learn their lesson or look back. I, and I hope that's what it is. Yeah, who knows? Change their mind on that. Okay, so uh, that pretty much shapes it up for what it's going to look like. Again, it's not etched in stone, but this is the proposal, and we'll see how that shakes out, and we will uh, keep you up to date on that in the future. Mr. Prince, you had something. So, yeah, I have two things. One, I appreciate you. I wanted to just throw a quick shout-out to my sales team because I don't get a chance to say and thank them for everything they've done for the holidays that are coming up. So I thank you to, uh, to my team out there. They do such a great job for me. But my big one is uh, that I'm going to talk about is Myla Klein for St. Mary's. Nine three-pointers uh, against Lakeshore in the battle of the undefeated teams at the time. Uh, St. Mary's wins. They're now undefeated at 7-0. and But uh, Myla Klein, nine three-pointers, a St. Mary's school record now. That's amazing. <laughs> That's lights out. Nate Butel's going, okay, let me just write this down. This maybe something I have to go and check out. Uh, Roger, did you have anything for news and notes? No, uh, the one comment I wanted to make on one of Frank's thing was I'll reiterate about Justin Johnson what I said last week. In fact, I think you agreed with me. I still don't understand if he is ineligible to play basketball, then he should not have been eligible to play football this year. To me, you don't start the clock in the middle of any school year. But it's by the it's sport. Per, yeah, per it's sport. And that's, to me, that's wrong. Okay, that's Roger's opinion. Mm. All right, uh, I told you about this last week. There's going to be a sh- uh, Dragons are putting on the Shooting for Cure, a benefit to raise awareness for uh, and funds for breast cancer research. Pembroke Dragons versus Notre Dame Lady Irish. That'll be Thursday, January 10th. The JV game is at 5.30. The varsity game is at 7 p.m. at uh, Pembroke uh, High School. Uh Stay tuned to Inside High School Sports in the coming weeks. We have uh, something that we are going to uh, throw out there, and I think uh, especially you coaches are going to be interested. So keep this is called a tease, guys. I'm just going to say keep, another teaser. Look out. Keep it uh, locked on Inside High School Sports for more information. And, again, uh, for you coach Western New York high school coaches, you're really going to want to stay tuned for this. Mr. Brian Baker, you have something for news and notes. Good morning. Um, the Section 6 committee, with the help of Frank or uh, Chris Durr, uh, we're putting together a Frank Martin Coach of the Year Award, which will be given out in the playoffs. Uh, we're working on nominations, and they're going to be due February 1st. We're looking for nominations of coaches who exemplify sportsmanship, leadership, 
being a mentor to younger coaches and advocate for girls basketball. So those nominations hopefully um, will be turned in and due February 1st. Uh, this is the Frank Martin Coach of the Year Award and obviously uh, a high, highly respected award. So um, schools, athletic directors, um, other coaches, you're going to be able to nominate. We'll have the forms out soon, and those will be sent off to your schools to nominate a Coach of the Year in Frank Martin's name. Outstanding. I do have a couple of shout-outs that I would like to mention. A shout-out to Joey Bossinger. Uh, Joey is one of the uh, one of my players on my Niagara Falls Junior Football Club, Cobras, and uh, Joey's going through some medical issues. And I just want to say, Joey, stay brave, stay strong, uh, thinking about you all the time. Coaches and I were talking about you last night, and uh, we're wishing you the best. And anything that we can do for you, please don't hesitate to let us know. And speaking of the coaches, that I coach with. Shout out to them. Uh, got together last night. They had their they bowl on Friday nights at Bolodrome in Niagara Falls. It was nice to get together with uh, Jerry Miller, Chuck Fink, uh, Joe Kinney, and uh, a shout out to uh, Joe Davis. It's, amazing. it's such a small world, Roger. So I meet this gentleman, Joe Davis, and he bowls with the guys I coach with. And he says, oh, by the way, he's good friends with Mike Farentino. I'm like, what a small We won't hold that against we him. We won't hold him against him. But uh, uh, Anthony, you mentioned Bolodrome. Do you remember the Bolodrome in the city of Buffalo? No, I do not. It's almost kitty corner from uh, Burgard High School, right at the corner of Kensington and Fillmore. Really? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, that would probably be the southwest corner, whereas Burgard would be adjacent to the northeast. So corner. not where Red Barn by Red Barn used to be. <clears throat> I Red don't Barn know. Burgers. Well, I remember Red Barn, but I don't remember that location. I remember that my freshman year. I don't know. For some reason, that one always jumped out. That's at right. Me. When you said Bolodrome, <laughs> my ears perked. That's why. Oh, this is the one on Pine Avenue in Niagara Falls. So it was a pleasure to be able to get together with the guys and and talk uh, football and strategy and things like that. So shout out to them. All right, uh, we are going to talk girls basketball today. And I mean, I you know bringing Nate and Brian in every year. Uh, these guys are so knowledgeable, and uh, Roger's going to chime in. You guys pretty much have it all covered. Uh, Raj, I want to start with you. Uh, I guess we should probably start with uh, the small schools and go uh, from D on up. But, you know, throughout the, the the teams that are doing well and the players that uh, are really uh, putting out a performance so far. Okay, Class D, The uh, I'm sure Nate and Brian will agree with me. It'll be the usual war, Panama and Franklinville. Uh, Franklinville defending New York State Class D runners-up, what, three-tenths of a second from winning the state. Uh, they will be led by uh, returning junior Danielle Haskell and another junior, Abby McCoy. Both of them made our top 25 on the Western New York Athletics Y'all Western team a year ago. Uh, anybody else on a Class D that can even have a prayer of challenging uh, Franklinville or Panama. I don't see it. Uh, not really. The well, Nate, you, you Climber, scout a lot of the small Sherman, uh, Pine Valley, North Collins, and Forestville and Ellicottville. I don't, or, well, yeah, excuse me. I don't think any of them could stand up to Panama or Franklinville. Yeah, I mean, that's the anticipated matchup down at JCC at the end of every season, it seems like. Um, you know, and you've got some different 
styles of teams. You have a team that you just mentioned, Frank Laville, that's you know very guard oriented with with uh, Smudge and and, uh, and Abby, and then you got Panama, who's got you know the twin towers inside, Angeletti <laughs> and Schnars, um, both super athletic, multi sport athletes um, that are you know five ten to six foot. So it's wow. it's an interesting you know contrast when the two of them play, um, but. You know, I, I yeah, I don't see any other teams, you know, really, really pushing them in in Class D. I think the problem with Franklinville is uh, Abby and uh, Danielle are also probably the two tallest girls yeah, on that team. Uh, so well, Panama's highly ranked in the state, if I'm not mistaken, and rightfully well, so. Uh, to me, you you know, and I use this expression almost every, once a week. To, uh, Panama-Franklinville game could be the de facto state championship. I was just going to mention that. I mean, we, we you know are lucky to have two of the best you know small school Class D teams in, in New York State. Um, it is a shame, and we say this during football sometimes too. Um, you know that we're yeah, Maple the, Grove and CSP. Or yeah, whatever. we're 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 the haven of, of Class D sports. It feels like on this side of the state. Um, was well, it Maple Grove also highly ranked, or or is that C? And see in basketball, yeah, girls basketball. Uh, I'm not that familiar with the team. Uh, C is, uh, in my opinion, wide open. What I do want to mention about uh, before we get off class D and Markel, I don't know if you're aware of this. Next uh, next year's bed numbers are out by one student. Franklinville will move up to class C, so we wouldn't have to worry about them two. Don't have to worry about each other next year. We could have two state championships a year from now because. The aforementioned Abby McCoy and Danielle Haskell are both only juniors. Well, Nate, you know, being a college coach at NCCC, do coaches look down or or less re- don't recruit as much when you're looking at the small schools, or is that where you're finding gems? No, talent's talent. I mean, Danny's Danny's probably a Division One player, um, you know, at the Class D level, and. Uh, you know the thing with with her that separates her and and any of these players that might be of her caliber is you know the work ethic and the time that they put in outside of the season. I know you guys have touched on this um, several times throughout many sports, but you know there's just the the dedication and a love for the game and passion that she has. Um, you know that that's what makes her stand out. Um, and it's the same thing of you know some of the kids that I coach. We were just talking about one of my kids in the gym right now shooting, and we're on a ten day break. And um, so that's that's the thing you're looking for the kids that that have that love for the game. Well, one of the reasons why I bring it up because I th- I believe and think it's so important that is we have a lot of uh, high school kids that are listening to this program. You know, we have a pretty big audience, and I want to drive home the the point of how important it is to put the time in, whether it's lifting weights at the gym, whether it's getting your running in, or as you guys know, getting in the gym and, and shooting hoops, shooting as many baskets, free throws, whatever, layups, whatever it's going to take, dribbling right and left. I mean, Brian, I know you work on this stuff endlessly with the with your players that's probably one of the reasons why wilson is always considered one of the top teams in western new york i just had that conversation with my team as we go on break you know i'm giving them six days off here and i said your six days off are basically your choice i mean if you sit on the couch for six days when we get back we're going to be right at the same level we were before break but they know, and coming in, um, the skill set, I think, around Section 6 right now is a little better. I think this is the most balanced year in girls' basketball throughout the whole um, section <laughs> this year. And with that being said, it was it was nice yesterday to be able to get out to the UB um, women's game 
that took 45 kids from our program to the game, and uh, they got to see number eight ranked Stanford or six ranked Stanford, whatever they were. And you're watching these athletes, and it was just amazing to watch uh, my kids in high school, modified level, JV level, varsity level, watch the talent and watch how they play and then be able to talk about it. You know, Coach, we worked on that in practice. I, I can see what you're saying now when you're having us do this. So for them to be able to watch games, because I don't think a lot of kids watch basketball right now, and I think that's really hurting um, the overall game. But I think for them to sit in the alumni arena yesterday and be able to watch high-level basketball really helped them just being able to see it. It's not just their coach telling them what to do, but actually watching Division One players do it. I don't understand, you know, because I run into this problem with the coaching youth football is the kids that don't watch the game. Why are you playing if you're not a fan of the sport? I, I, I guess I don't understand. I mean, as a kid... I, every sport that I played was because I watched it on TV. I mean, there's a lot of good girls' basketball programs. I mean, just look at Coach Butel's program, and that's right up the road from us. We're planning on going to a game as a team. But as much as I can get the kids out to these local colleges to watch the games, and these are some of the kids that we competed against. I told some of the kids they had no idea. When Summer Hemphill was in eighth grade and she was playing for Buffalo Arts, we played against her at NCCC in the playoffs. Uh, when I had Jamie Curry and Emily Lasher on them, and the kids sitting in the crowd couldn't believe that we actually played against that player. So there's some great local talent that are playing for these local schools, and I think for them to see, it's a realistic goal if they work at it and they actually want to play a college sport. It's a realistic goal, but they have to put the time in. Nate, your team is really doing well. We, <laughs> we are. Thanks, Tony. Um, I just it's all to say, coaching, right? And no, it's not. <laughs> It's all my girls. Yeah, really he's is. got a really good assistant coach. We would be remiss if we didn't. Yeah, Vince, Vince Casimir is <laughs> St. Mary's baby. Um, but but what the thing that Brian does that's a little different than some of the other programs is you know throughout the summer and the off season he does a lot of skill development and I think that's really important. That's somewhat of a missing part. I mean everybody wants to play in the summer leagues and wants to play in the tournaments and I want them to all come to my tournaments in the summer too. But at the same point, you know that skill development, that one on one time and and you know really building them up is I think what separates them a little bit and you know what can separate you from becoming you know that great player. Um, my opinion good stuff good stuff guys all right we're gonna take a break we'll come back uh look at some of the other teams take a look at c and b and you'll work our way all up to uh double a and believe me these two coaches put in a lot of work if you follow them on social media you'll understand all right we'll be back with more inside high school sports on wgr sports radio 550 We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Tom Prince, Francis Beck, Rogers here. We have Nate Butel, Brian Baker, Malquel Slaughter in the house. Ah, Guys, girls basketball, we're talking about Class D. Uh, you did look up some of the uh, state rankings in Class D. So Class D right now, we've got two of the teams that you both were discussing. Ranked number four in the state is Panama. And then ranked number 17th in the state is Franklinville. That's about right. Like I say, Panama, I don't, obviously I'm not familiar with uh, teams what ranked 5th to 16th to compare them with. I don't know if there's that much of a separation between Panama and Franklinville, but uh, I think Panama's the real deal. Uh, if it got down to a Panama-Franklinville uh, Class D championship game, Franklinville, in my opinion, would definitely have to bring their A game. To uh, knock off Panama. 
What are we looking at uh, as far as uh, Class C, guys? We like Portville is proud, in my opinion, is the favorite. Maple Grove and Chautauqua Lake are both real good. I'm just trying to differentiate between C2 and C1. I had forgotten that they had broke that down. Maple Grove is C2. Uh, it looks like they would probably be be the best out of those. C1, it would come down to a championship game, I would guess, between uh, Chautauqua Lake and Portville. Would you guys concur on that? Yeah, Chautauqua Lake's playing real well right now. I think all three of those schools um, are battling. I like Bree Hill from Maple Grove um, playing well. So that that should be a pretty competitive uh, semifinals and uh, championship game there in the crossover. And they will also, those teams should be battle-tested because they are all in the CCAA West 1 division, so they will play each other twice. So come playoff time, those teams will definitely be battle-tested, and that whoever comes out of there, that should be to their advantage when they have to go into the Far West Regional. Can anybody sneak up on, uh, you see anybody like, you know, hey, you know, don't don't sleep on this team? Uh, I'm trying to see. Uh, I don't think in the girls' thing, Middle College and East are the only C schools, so I would say no. Most of the good teams in uh, uh, the Canisius Cup are uh, either uh, Class A or Class B. And, Tom, you said there were no state yeah, rankings Yeah, there are no state no team is in the state rankings for Class A. So probably our weakest uh, I class. Would, okay. I would be surprised if any one of our C teams would even sneak into the top 25 across the state. Okay. But, but as we come into B, now we're loaded. <laughs> so. All right, let's have some fun with B, guys. <laughs> okay, uh, especially after last night with their uh, win against uh, Williamsville East in the Lancaster Girls uh, Holiday Tournament. Got to like East Aurora. East Aurora, post-Emma Brinker, they are still the real deal. As good as Emma Brinker was the last three, four years, she had a supporting cast that probably never did get as much credit as they probably deserve because of the presence of Emma Brinker. And the leader <clears throat> leader of that group would be uh, Sarah Tully. Uh, she was on our... Y'all, Western New York, top 25 a year ago, and uh, she sure looked good the other night against Grand Island at the uh, uh, Lancaster Tournament. Uh, other than that, uh, B1, gee, I don't know. Uh, Springville could be a surprise. I think they could get to Buffalo State. Now, when I say Buffalo State, bearing in mind, the girls are not like the boys. They only play their final at Buffalo State. They do not play semis. Semis would be, uh, what are we talking, Class B, so it'll probably be at either Sweet Home or West. Ken West, uh, the semifinal games. You, okay. know, you, you know, up through and through the quarterfinals, they will play higher seed gets the home game. Semifinal, it's at a designated neutral gym. Final will be at Buff State. Now, just to clarify that, when you say semifinal, you're really saying, though, it's the final of your B1, no, no. which is the semifinals. No, no. No? It would be the B1 semi or the Class B quarterfinal, if you want to call it that. That is at a neutral court. Probably Ken West, possibly Sweet Home. Right. Only the final would be at Buffalo State, as opposed to the boys who would play the semis and their finals at Buff State. 
Right, and then they go to a neutral when they both come together. So for the final, yeah, it'll be either at Sweet Home or at Ken right. West. Uh, I mean, you were mentioning the CCA West Division before uh, when you touched on Chautauqua Lake. Uh, several of their other top teams are in Class B. Um, you got Coach Rickers' Dunkirk squad, which is you know really talented. His first five, you know, has some premier athletes um, on it with you know Kimmy Nance and Beeler and Smith and Amari Carter and um, Nadara inside. I mean, they're they're tough. They're they're real tough. Uh, Brian, didn't you play them? Yep, they just had a recent game that was you know highly competitive right through the fourth quarter. Um, great non-league games too. I love when Baker schedules some of those Southern tier teams um, and bring them up north and vice versa. Um, the other teams you got Southwestern, Aaron Raddick, their point guards, uh, a stud. Um, you got Olean, Sarah Pfeiffer, arguably, you know, well, sorry, Danny, but, you know, maybe the best scorer, her and, her and Danny Hasco right up there. They can really score the ball, put the ball in the basket. She can score from multiple levels. Um, you know, her back in town you know, is a big difference maker. I, I actually think Olean might be the highest rank of the Bs Two. in the state poll. Two in the state. Um, Two might be a stretch. But I'm not. I know. Yeah, I'm top not saying 10, that they're the favorite. Top ten but, by all means. But you know, but again, with early, her, this with is her their first ranking. So thirty the, to forty points a game. You never know. Sure. You got a chance on any given night. Um, Fredonia's always in the mix, uh, even though Coach Zirkel's not there anymore. <laughs> well, um, don't get me started on that one, Nate. They're uh, they're still always in the mix. They always have good athletes there. The Hillbillies. Um, am I missing anybody else in that division? Uh, Southwestern is 17th yep. in the uh, state. Yep, Aaron Raddick. Uh, you've got um, uh, Dunkirk, who's also ranked uh, in the state that you just brought up at number 22. you got East Aurora, who is ranked, who you brought up at number 25. And then you've got uh, Honorable Mention Eden as an Honorable Mention right now. Uh, in the state also. Going to the ECICs, yeah, Eden. Uh, Coach Doherty, great job. Got a lot of good young talent there. Zittle and Brooke Woodard. Um, I know a couple of Rogers' favorite players there. Um, you know, good kids, and they're all underclassmen that he's kind of been building up for the last few years. So I do like Eden. They, uh, they've they been off to a really nice start. I actually think they're going down to Florida next week, if I read that right somewhere. Um, I like Southwestern a lot in uh, B2, but... Uh, Obviously, between Southwestern, Eden, and uh, Wilson, one of them will not make it to uh, to Buff State because it's only uh, finals there. Well, but, Roger, what's your line about Coach Kenzie? Where does he get his mail delivered usually? <laughs> yeah, the Buff State. <laughs> well, Coach Baker's getting close. I mean, he's getting close to that sort of territory. Usually he's getting his mail delivered. To, yeah, but he never trip. fills out the card at the post office to forward the mail. You know, <laughs> I, I can't. You know, I can suggest it to him, but I can't. You know. Yeah, no. I mean, Bake, Bake's team, and and I think the the unique part about it is, you know, he doesn't necessarily have a a superstar, but he's got a lot of great athletes that buy into that team concept that he's constantly preaching. And you know, I I'd have to think they're they're going to take back the not to mention how hard they work. Title. Absolutely, not not a superstar, but uh, Skyler Munichausen. Munichausen, yeah, she's, she she's is a, a lot athlete. of fun to watch. A lot of fun. To and, and, and I hate to say it in these things, but how many times do you see the team that has the one superstar get knocked out somewhere in these in these playoffs? Right, it happens you year after year. That. That's exactly. You start game planning towards one player, saying I'm going to watch the other four beat me, and this is exactly what happens. And yep. what we see happen during the regular season isn't necessarily what we're going to see in the playoffs as far as defense and the way we're going to go after a team. Yeah, I mean this. The city teams, uh, this is where you start to get into some of their better squads, I think. Uh, uh, Olmstead, 
uh, is in the mix here. Yeah, Gabby uh, McDuffie, she can play with anybody. She can. Um, you know, they, they have a couple other ball players there, Amani too. Birch. Yep, Amani Birch and Conyers and some of their other kids. Coach uh, uh, Orlando does a really nice job. I've had a couple of his former players play for me and, um, you know, great kids, too. Uh, then you've got uh, Emerson, I think, is in that mix a little bit. They're, they've got some talent there. They've got some size. I uh, saw them play the other night. So some of the better city teams, I think, are, are in that B bracket. No, I think Emerson, is, I believe, is in A school this year, believe it or not. Oh, really? Right. Okay. Yeah. So they'll be A2. Emerson in A? A2, yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, there's a lot of uh, interest in that uh, culinary school there, you know. Which should be right up your alley. Well, I would, you know what? I would think if you'd I, be the commissioner of the uh, or the superintendent at that school. If if I could do it over again, I might have been looking at Emerson or performing arts. What a surprise that is, huh, Mark? Well, <laughs> I'd have realized I was too small for football. I'd have moved on to something else. But uh, man, well, don't forget my freshman year, we were combined with Emerson for football. That was the year right and after they dropped football. Not, and you ended up going into auto mechanics or aviation well, I loved cars. instead I of mean, culinary? I loved cars, and I still do. So A major in uh, automotive, no, a minor I, my in... my mother uh, cried and made me major in aviation, and I had very little interest in it. So I blame Mama for that one. So, you, right, so you flew off the handle, right? Yeah, in <laughs> more ways than one. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on. Well, He's obviously, as we mentioned with uh, football, it's the biggest uh, of them all. So that's where the it's going to be, you know, huge battle. It's a lot of schools involved. I think it's one of the most competitive brackets. Uh, I know that we're going to have to really work hard to get back to where we were. Um, I know we have a young team in Wilson, but the kids are working hard. And on the schedule, like Nate talked about, um, it really helps us, I think, in the end. But. Do you like to schedule, you know, when you put your schedule together and you're lining up your non-league opponents, do you like to go for the bigger classes to give yourself a test, or do you like to stay within B-size schools so that uh, you're, uh, you know what you're getting into? I try every year to schedule the the best teams around that are regardless that of have class ga- that have games available. Okay, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the games are filled up, but. If we can grab somebody that I know potentially is going to be very good, we'll take that. We'll take that game. My JV coach at times <laughs> isn't too happy with our non-league schedule, but that's great. And I do want to mention we do have a new uh, JV coach, Katie Shaw, is doing a great job for us and our modified team yesterday. Finished off a eleven and zero season, so I'm pretty happy with everything where we're at. And scheduling the tougher teams is how you get better. And if we finish five hundred in our non-league games, I'm happy. Brian, quick question. Medina, is Janae playing for them this year? Janae has moved. She moved. Out of the area? She moved out of state to Arizona. Okay, so it's not like she had an owie or something that she's. So uh, my uh, favorite three point left handed shooter, Maddie, she's got to carry that team this year, the one that holds the state record for three pointers in the game. They We played them in our first, not, our first league game this year. They got up 18 and. Somehow we put together a second half and came back and won that game. But yeah, I mean she's she's tough and um, they have they have some good athletes. Our our league this year is pretty competitive, and you know with losing Janae that that hurts them for sure. Wow. All right, Raj, who else do you want to get into? You want to jump up to A's? Well, that, that would be next in the order. Nate, you got something else for B before we go to A? No, A2. We were just talking about it off the air, about how, how competitive um, that's going to be. It's a, a battle. It's a war. 
Ooh. It starts with Amherst, and uh, for those of you listening or in studio that don't know, Amherst at the, uh, what was it, the Pastor Cooper tournament this year, they ended up having to play uh, some team uh, from uh, Kenmore, Tonawanda, uh, Cardinal O'Hara. You might have heard about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, they not only played them, they beat them. Right. Uh, and uh, we'll get to Monsignor Martin later, but that is a huge win. Uh a very experienced and yet very young team. I don't know if either of the seniors on an Amherst team are even impact players. Yeah, I mean, they, they return, I want to say, their top seven players from a year ago, uh, somewhere right around that number. I mean, you got to start with Ella Wanzer and Emma Klein, both underclassmen. but uh, Only sophomores this year. Amongst probably the best players in Western New York. And, and both of them are two-way players, play both ends of the floor, uh, good length, good size. Uh, Coach Chantel's got a really nice group. They're, they're going to be tough. Um, but, man, they got some stiff competition in, in A2. I mean, you look right at Lakeshore. We talked about having that battle of undefeateds the other night against St. Mary's. Uh, a lot of talent there. The Cornfields uh, and Sophie Snyder, who, who's really been playing well. Uh, they got a nice little trio going down there. At the game I was at, Sophie Snyder was the best player on the court, and that includes the uh, uh, Cornfield Twins. Okay, uh, moving along, Raj. Okay. Iroquois, uh, right? Iroquois, yeah. Iroquois took... Uh, Lakeshore to overtime in Lakeshore's building a little over a week ago. I'm already looking forward to the return match there. So uh, A2, one of those three teams will not make it to Buffalo State. I don't know. You've got the rankings there, uh, Tom. Uh, any of the uh, – just to go with the Class A teams real quick, and we'll touch on A1 after the break. Yeah, so your Class A teams, you already mentioned. Amherst is ranked number fifth in, in the state – You've got Will South, who is ranked number 13th in the state. You've got Iroquois, who is 25th in the state. Honorable mention, you've already mentioned, is uh, is uh, Will East has got honorable mention, and so does Lakeshore got honorable mention. So I think they picked the five teams. In, the five best eight teams in Western New York are all Tom alluded to. All right, we'll take a break, and when we come back, uh, we'll go A1 and then AA and Monsignor Martin. So we'll have all that in the last segment of Inside High School Sports. Don't forget, uh, Sabres and Anaheim uh, face off at uh, 7. We'll be right here, and uh, keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports, our last show before Christmas. And on behalf of uh, the gang here, have yourself a Merry Christmas. Uh, Sports Talk Saturday, following us next at 11 o'clock. And then, as I said, Sabres and Anaheim tonight at 7. We're talking girls' hoops. And Roger, lay the A1 down. Okay. We thought in the beginning of the season it was pretty much uh, a battle for who was going to end up playing Will South at uh, Buffalo State. Uh, the team would appear to be the leading candidate would be Williamsville East. Now, an interesting development. Uh, Amari DeBerry has missed the last two games. She's got problems with her hip, and she's going for an x-ray, I believe, today. She was at the uh, uh, Stanford game yesterday and all that, so they have to go for an x-ray. That, her absence, while would not put, don't get me wrong, Will South could still have, you know, supporting cast. They have the Dolan sisters, they have Tatiana Scalisi. But that certainly 
uh, levels the playing field in A1, in my opinion. I like Will East a lot. Rachel Romanowski is playing really well, and she's got a supporting cast, Maddie Miske and the, the older Reed girl. Uh, so Will East is very capable. I would have said uh, Will East and Will South would be a lock for the uh, uh, finals at A1 at uh, Buffalo State. Yeah, I mean, you got Grand Island in the mix. I think they could be uh, the best team in the NFL. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know. pa- Lockport, maybe, but I like Grand Island. Well, they returned Lydia Sweeney, who was their starting point guard. I think she was only a sophomore yeah, last year. L- Lydia's a good kid. She, I think she she's a on, senior now, isn't she's she? She's a junior. She, she is a, a junior. junior. Yep, she played on a big candy team. Oh, that's us. right. Sam Bailey is Sam's a senior. Sam's a senior, six foot two. You know, can step out on the perimeter, sign with Maris, Division One. Um, so so and they that, have a nice little inside, inside out sort of combination there. Well, no, that would neutralize some of Lockport's height and all that with Sam Bailey in there. I agree with you. I like uh, uh, Grand Island in uh, mm-hmm. the NFL for sure. Go up to double A's? Raj, I mean, I, I, I think Frontier's got to be the favorite. They you know, played O'Hara down to the wire, and don't get me wrong, Angel didn't play the other night, and that's that's a huge loss, obviously, for, for O'Hara. But, you know, Frontier's looked tough a couple of times that I've seen them. Claire Krushka's tough as nails at the point guard spot for them. Kennedy Izzo's, Kennedy Izzo um, is, is a tremendous athlete. Absolutely, um, arguably, maybe the best three-sport athlete in western New York this year. But she's just not flashy. She just goes out and does the job. One of my favorites, right? Oh, yeah, mine too. Absolutely. Um, here's your state, that, here's uh, your state can, rankings. Uh, can, uh, excuse me, uh, Tom, can Lockport give Frontier a game, assuming that that would get down to the final Double uh, A. I don't see Clarence or. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say they need Kirchniak back to give them that size. Uh, that what do you mean they need the her back? She, she's been a little dinged up. Uh, really, I wasn't aware of that. She came back last night and played. And oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, uh, she's got the bloodline. She's a uh, on her mother's side, a cousin of the Maycock. So oh, she okay. does have a pedigree. Yeah, ECIC one's really balanced um, beyond Frontier. It's it's anybody, any given night, I think. And uh, I wouldn't uh, count on them getting past the Far West Regional, no matter who comes out of that division. So, and it's funny, it kind of mimics what you guys are talking about here, because your rankings come from Monsignor Martin is where it's coming from. Uh, Lancaster, number 12 uh, at uh, Lancaster St. Mary's. Sorry, Pastor <laughs> St. Mary's, say, out of Monsignor Martin. I was that's why I was say, saying that. Out of, no, I was going to say. That's how they list it, so okay. I apologize. No, no, no. If, if Lancaster was number 12, then there's got to be uh, 50 teams tied for the top yeah. 11. No, so, no, so they say Lancaster St. Mary's is how they put it in there. Monsignor Martin is ranked 12th. Cardinal O'Hara is ranked number 16. <coughs> Those are your two ranked teams. Then you got Frontier as your honorable mention. And then you've also got Sacred Heart out of Monsignor Martin with honor, honorable mention. So there's are your uh, your teams that have state rankings. So. Guys, don't you think it's a little premature for to have them jump St. Mary's past Sacred Heart at this stage of the game? Uh, I'm, I'm excuse I, me, a pass O'Hara. I mean, St. Mary's is off to a great start. Both both have a, a lot of talent, a lot of depth. Um, you know, St. Mary's. You know, they they're seven and zero, eight and zero now. They're setting records. Uh, 
Uh, Jason, Jason's a good coach. Right? Yeah, he J- knows Jason's his stuff. Great. Down there I mean, too, obviously yeah. he's got his couple of daughters there. You got Lauren Novosky, mm-hmm. Carolyn Zangi, Sydney Automato. Um, what about Chesky? Shea Chesky. Yeah, I mean she she's arguably the best player in her age group. Uh, oh yeah, fresh know, probably the State. top ninth grader. He, exactly. Exactly. They're young. They're doing this at a very young team to boot too. Yeah, and I know I'm probably forgetting some players, but they they have a lot of depth. That's uh, why Z- I really Zangie, like that Zangi. Did you mention Zangi? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ava Ectel and Bish, and they they've got so much depth on that team um that that that's what makes them so special um huh. o'hara needs angel parker full full strength i mean she was the reigning western york player of the year signed with sienna uh incredible floor general general for them how um, will amelia strong help that team that that's what i was going to say all their other pieces are young so they're still learning and, and getting used to playing with one another because a lot of them are transfers from other schools you got amelia strong from niagara falls that'll help them in the paint uh you got somebody, Mia mccarthy shooting the ball You've somebody got, from the city transferred uh, in jade too. rutledge yes from Okay. Olmstead playing with them, uh, Tatiana Smith, Robin Somerville. Um, they got a lot of really good pieces there. Aaliyah Parker, uh, who, who's one of my favorites. She's just super strong. She's a bulldog out there. She she won them the game the other night against Frontier. Um, but all those players we just mentioned, they're all 10th graders. So they're young and they're still learning. It just um, seems that uh, the state dropped them. You know, they gave yeah. too much clout to the loss to Amherst. Well, Amherst is a good team. Amherst is good. And, and, you know, O'Hara plays that national level schedule. They were in D.C. They'll be down at Elmira. They, they play a really tough schedule. Sacred Heart, Siobhan Ryan. Um, you know, great two-way player, great length, great size. She'd be a Division One player, just like her two older sisters. Um, so they're, you know, they're going to be tough, and, and Carrie Owens is going to coach them up. Oh, will she? Well, you know, Nate, you as I mentioned before, you see a lot. Of, you watch a lot of basketball. You see a lot of players, and you go out and you're recruiting. You're getting, you know, uh, obviously great players. That's why you guys are so good at N Triple C. Are you get, feeling calls from Division One? Uh, schools looking down to the two years, uh, yeah. say, hey, you know, who have you got? You know, we understand West New York's got some nice talent. Yeah, we're we're very lucky. We we've been able to have you know some of the local schools in our gym of late. You know, watching some of our players and and uh, you know some some of the incredible things is you know we've had kids from the Niagara Orleans League, um, which is you know s- smaller schools come and play for us for two years and leave with a scholarship to schools in Alabama and you know. Uh, out of state and schools that they would have never thought of before, and I don't think those schools would have would have came and looked at them. Unfortunately, at a you know Barker Royhart game, mm-hmm. um, so you know yeah, it's it's a great stepping stone. It's a great opportunity for them to showcase their talent as freshmen and sophomores get on the court right away and and you know prove themselves uh, and and you know move on to that next level. Well, best of luck to all the girls and. Uh, have a great season as we're already off. You know, a lot of schools are taking a break right now, and, and hopefully they listen to Coach Baker and they're working out, working on their game and improving themselves as we get ready for the uh, the meat of the schedule, you know, your league play that starts in January and uh, gets you to all the way to the playoffs. And we'll keep track of it right here on Inside High School Sports. Don't forget, in the next coming weeks, we are going to start a special feature on this program so uh, especially you coaches out there you're going to want to stay tuned <laughs> still uh, teasing huh yeah pardon me still teasing us yes i'm still teasing you you know for uh maybe for a garbage plate i tell you raj uh, <laughs> Derek kramer thank you for producing guys thanks uh, so much for a wonderful 2008 well we'll still have we'll have one more uh one next more? week but merry christmas to all and to all enjoy high school sports